0: Welcome to the Pentecost Podcast. I am your host, Ewan Ebsworth. The Pentecost Podcast is a podcast dedicated to exploring Pentecostal theology and history. If you're a Pentecostal who is passionate about theology, or a Christian who is open but cautious to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or someone discovering Pentecostalism for the first time, then join me in exploring Pentecostal theology and history through this podcast. We are continuing with our introductory survey of Pentecostalism from the Routledge Handbook of Pentecostal Theology. In this episode, we are going to begin exploring the sources of Pentecostal theology, starting with Revelation. Often, when we as Christians speak of God's revelation, we are referring to Scripture itself. Scripture is often referred to as God's special revelation, however, God's revelation Takes on multiple forms, including his general revelation that Paul speaks of in Romans 1 19 and 20. God has revealed himself through creation in what he has made so that none are without excuse. Then there is Jesus, God incarnate, who, as John teaches in the prologue to his gospel, is the divine Logos, the eternal Word made flesh. Jesus is God's ultimate revelation. In Jesus, unlike in sinful humanity, the divine image is fully revealed, so much so that Colossians one15 15-19 speaks of Jesus as being the image of the invisible God and in whom the fullness of God chose to dwell and to reconcile to himself heaven and earth through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. Indeed, Scripture points us to Jesus and the aim of all Scripture is to bring us into relationship with Christ. Finally, there is the revelatory ministry of the Holy Spirit, active through scripture and also the gifts of prophecy, words of knowledge, wisdom and encouragement, and the interpretation of tongues. In the chapter, revelation is principally referring to God's revelation at the event of Pentecost, which as the chapter explains is, quote, both a biblical narrative and a personal narrative. Existential experience of divine revelation. End quote. In essence, for Pentecostals, the revelatory experience of receiving the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is a fulfillment of the day of Pentecost, where Peter preached before an initially cynical and scoffing crowd and proclaimed that what the disciples had experienced and what the crowd was hearing was the fulfillment of the prophecy from Joel. The chapter characterizes Peter's sermon at Pentecost as applying a this is that hermeneutic. Namely, the this, which the crowd dismissed as drunkenness, was in fact that which was prophesied by Joel. A quick note, by hermeneutic, theologians mean the science of interpreting the Bible. This Pentecost, this is that hermeneutic, doesn't Value experience over Scripture, as many critics accuse Pentecostals of doing. Rather, Scripture and experience work to illumine and validate one another. Scripture explains the experience, thus grounding the experience in a biblical orthopraxy, while the experience actualizes Scripture and thus authenticates the Scripture. Something the chapter describes as a narrative praxis theology. One of the most fascinating reflections for me on the nature of Pentecost as a source of divine revelation comes in a section titled Spirit, Word, and Community. Quote, This culminating paragraph on the community rounds out an overall shape to the Pentecost narrative that could be described as highlighting first the coming of the Spirit, then the coming forth of the Word through Peter, followed by the coming together of the community. While this sequence of spirit, word and community, broadly speaking, occurs in a linear fashion within the arc of Acts chapter 2, there is an interplay between the three. Firstly, it was Jesus' word, his instruction to stay in Jerusalem until the disciples received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that created the condition for Pentecost to take place. And it was as a community that the disciples corporately experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Furthermore, the Spirit was emboldening Peter to preach as he taught the crowd. One of my key takeaways here. For me, the triad of Spirit, Word, and Community is a helpful hermeneutical principle when assessing Pentecostal theology, and particularly of the event of Pentecost as a source of divine revelation borrow from the language of the chapter again pentecost isn't just divine revelation in the sense of the light it casts enlightening us to the person and nature of god as well as of the fulfillment of prophecy but also of its fire its power to transform us as it did peter this reminds me of the essay by c s lewis titled meditation in a tool shed in which lewis points to two different modes of knowing Looking at something and looking along. While Lewis was in his garden tool shed, he saw a beam of light shine through a crack in the door. Looking at the beam of light, he could see specks of dust in the air, and his attention was drawn completely to the light and away from the objects in his shed. Then Lewis positioned himself to look along the beam of light through the crack in the door into the outside world. When looking along the beam, He was not conscious any longer of the beam itself, but only of what he could see outside the shed. Lewis uses this as a metaphor to speak of different epistemological sources of knowledge being inside of something and being outside of something. Quote It is perfectly easy to go on all your life giving explanations of religion, love, morality, honor, and the like without having been inside any of them. And if you do that, you are simply playing with counters. You go on explaining a thing without knowing what it is. That is why a great deal of contemporary thought is, strictly speaking, thought about nothing. All the apparatus of thought busily working in a vacuum." The light and fire of Pentecost as a source of revelation leads us as Christians to knowing God from the inside, to use Lewis's language, from a place of transformation created by the personal existential experience of divine revelation mediated through the Holy Spirit. This fire of Pentecost purifies and transforms a community of believers shaped by the narrative praxis theology of the Spirit and the Word to continue the work of the apostles and carry the torch of the apostolic doctrine into the world. Indeed, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3 verses 1-3, to Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Do you or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. End quote. I believe 2 Corinthians 3, 1-3 speaks of the same narrative praxis theology and transformative experience as the event of Pentecost for the disciples in the upper room in Jerusalem. As Christians, we are not just to read our Bibles, but be transformed by them. We are not just to know scripture through the process of reading and studying and the academic discipline of theology, like the anthropologists studying religion from the outside, but to know scripture from the inside, internalizing it and being transformed by it through the Holy Spirit so that by our experiences we may actualize it and authenticate it in our own lives. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe for more episodes wherever you listen to your podcast and help by sharing this podcast with your church, family and friends. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I'll catch you in the next one.